Let's talk for just a moment about the very interesting psychology of buyer's remorse. That sense of regret we have after making a purchase and thinking that, you know, it was not the best decision or we imagined it to be better in our minds than actually having that item. But what causes that discomfort feeling inside that buyer's remorse is because most of us believe we are good decision makers. But when you question yourself and say, but I think I made a bad decision, those conflicting thoughts, I make good decisions, but I made a bad decision, they are the cause of that internal frustration that we feel. Now here's the thing, there's no buyer's remorse when somebody makes a choice where they were well educated. It's not about the amount spent. If somebody got wise information and used that on a purchase, then they don't have buyer's remorse. It's about making a decision with wisdom. Before we look at Paul's words about choices in daily living, that's just a quick reminder about a fascinating study about what is happiness. There is what is known as the hedontic set point, which simply says happiness, you have a natural personality, that is your set point, and that set point is about 50% of your daily attitude or happiness. The fascinating part of the study though, is circumstances, what people think would have a big impact, have the smallest impact on a person's happiness. 50% is your biology, your natural personality. Only 10% of your happiness is your circumstances. Sometimes circumstances in our control, other times not. That other 40% is our focus. The other 40% that determines a person's happiness are their daily rituals or intentional activities. What they say, what they do, what they think, how they spend their time. Which brings us to Paul's statement here in Colossians chapter four, verse five. Paul says, walk in wisdom toward those who are outsiders or non-believers. And here's the key, redeeming the time. Making good decisions with your time, your opportunities. We're gonna discuss redeeming our time, daily our time, redeeming our time individually and how that time is used wisely to share the gospel and be the gospel to somebody who does not yet know Christ. Before we do, see if you can answer this question. Generation Z, those in their late teens to early mid 20s. Studies have shown they are number one in what category? Generation Z is number one in what category? We'll come back to that in just a moment here. Paul, a couple verses before, he says, redeem the time. He says, devote yourself to prayer be watchful and thankful. Prayer should be watchful. The idea here, go back to the Old Testament, they would have a watchman, a guard on the wall of the city to look for enemy invaders and warn those in the city if he saw some. We are told to be watchmen, to watch, have prayer that is watchful, prayer that is conscious about the needs around us paying attention to what's happening, not just in our culture, maybe in your friend's life, 
your family's life and pray specifically in that area. And Paul says, as he does often, and have prayer that is thankful. To rejoice, I say it again, rejoice. We are to be redeeming our time. How do we spend our daily life? We'll look at some examples here in just a moment. We just have to ask, though, here this day, this week, if I really looked at my normal schedule, what do I do with my time? Am I willing now to redeem that time, make it redemptive, use it to become more like Christ, use it in a way that I consider a non-believer, how I could be more light in their life? And some of that time should be spent, Paul says, in prayer that is watchful, paying attention to other people's needs and to be thankful in our own prayers for what God has done in our life. John Piper, he did not say this tongue-in-cheek, tongue-in-cheek, but I think it's very important. He says, one of the great uses of the internet, Twitter, and Facebook will be to prove at the last day prayerlessness was not from a lack of time. It is estimated that over the course of a year, if you add up how much time a person uses their phone and uses a smartphone to access the internet, over a year, it adds up to 23 days. Now, it's not to say something needs to be completely removed, but we have to say daily, how will I increase my redeeming of the time? And here's the important point about that statement. When Paul says redeem the time, that word redeem means to purchase or to buy. It's a term for economics. And so Paul says, how do you purchase your time, especially in regards to your life in Christ and to a non-believer? When you start to say, you know what, do I purchase my time in a way that is given to quality to show somebody Christ, tell them about Christ, spend my day purchasing quality time growing in Christ? Or do I have buyer's remorse because I'm not making the best decisions? We'll look at that more here in just a moment. But Dean Courtier said it like this, we live in a world often hostile to Christ or worse, indifferent to Christ. So many choices people have so many decisions they can make about where to give and spend their time. Paul says, redeem your time. See it that you are purchasing that moment with somebody else. That brings us back to Generation Z. Those in their late teens to mid-20s, studies have shown they are number one, and this is in American history, they are number one in loneliness. They are the loneliest generation in our country. Now, most people think that must be because of technology, all that time on the internet and social media. And that's not the cause of the loneliness. The cause of the loneliness is because they've been taught value achievement over other people and relationships. Be busy rather than build a relationship. And the outcome of that, now do we see even more so why Paul says, be watchful in your prayer. Notice things in culture. 
and pray specifically for that need and be a witness to somebody in those specific needs, redeeming, purchasing your time to show them the promise and the hope we have in Christ. Francis of Assisi, 1225. Look at how he redeemed the time. At this point in his life, his health failing, he was losing his eyesight. It's when he wrote this hymn, Facing Illness, and the words are this, we know them well. All creatures of our God and King, lift up your voice with a sing. Alleluia, alleluia. Thou burning sun with golden beam, thou silver moon with softer gleam. Oh, praise him, oh, praise him. Alleluia, alleluia, alleluia. Thou rushing wind that are so strong, yea, clouds that sail in heaven along. Oh, praise him, alleluia. Thou rising moon in praise rejoice, yea, lights of evening find a voice. Oh, praise him, oh, praise him, alleluia. Alleluia, Alleluia. Alleluia means praise the I am, praise God. How did Francis redeem the time? What people would say, a dark moment, praise the I am. Alleluia, redeem the time. Paul repeats that statement, Ephesians chapter 5, verse 15. Notice what he says here. Look therefore careful how ye walk. Not as unwise, but be wise, redeeming the time. And he says, because the days are evil. Redeem the time, because the days are evil. Here is somebody who did that at a level rarely seen. Go back to Sing Sing Prison, New York, 1921 to 1937. Lewis Laws became the warden. At that time, Sing Sing Prison, a dark, violent place. By the time he left, it had been transformed into a place where people really did find positive change in their life at a grand scale. In fact, his change in the prison was so great, other prisons wanted to study what he did. He met famous people of the day, Babe Ruth, Charlie Chaplin. And when he was asked, how did you transform this prison? He said there was one thing that transformed this prison, my wife, Catherine. You see, when he became the warden, Catherine said, then these men now are part of our family. She went in, found the violent criminals, a murderer taught him to read and write, another violent criminal who was deaf taught him sign language. She went to the gym to sit and watch them play baseball and sat down and said, these are my family. I wouldn't miss this. And because of that, her example, the whole place was transformed. That's what Paul says, redeem the time. If you go back to when Jesus was arrested, we're told this is what happened. Those arresting him, Jesus said unto the priest, captains of the temple, elders that were coming to arrest him, this hour belongs to you and to the power of darkness. The power of darkness, that hour, was the trial, crucifixion of Christ. The hour of light became possible at the resurrection when he conquered death, hell, and the grave. And he calls us now to live in him, Christ living through you, living through me, 
as now the light that the darkness cannot overcome. Darkness had its hour. It's now time for believers to be the light. Redeem the time. Purchase the time with quality purchases. Be the witness to those who are the outsider, Paul says, that don't yet know Christ. Melvin Newland said this about time. Appreciate it as a gift from God, but anticipate giving an account of your life to God. Do we redeem the time in a way that we can say, you know what, when I stand before him, I will simply kneel and place the crown at his feet and know that the gift he gave me, I lived it in Christ and not for self. Here's a simple way to do that from Mark Operman. He says, before you speak, here's an acronym to simply redeem the time with your words. He uses the acronym THINK. Simple. T is what I'm going to say true. H, is it helpful? I, is this inspiring? N, is this necessary? And the K, is this kind? How do you redeem the time before you speak? Is what I'm going to say true? Is it helpful? Is it inspiring? Is it necessary? Is it kind? Does it point people to Christ so they too can know that in Him all things are made new? Behold, in Him you become a new creation. William Penn, founder of the English North American Colony, 1600 says, Time is what we want most, but it's what we use the worst. How do you redeem the time? All we have to do is simply say, look at my average day during the week. Do I spend time with true watchful prayer? Will I spend more from this day on? Do I spend time truly giving thanks to God? And will I daily commit to doing that more? Will I choose to make wise decisions? And watch the things I say because there are outsiders, non-believers, that Christ has died for and they are desperate to know the light to draw back the darkness they find themselves in. Will I live my life imitating Jesus so that I can be a witness in a quality way to somebody else? Happiness comes about partially a natural part of our personality, but it's not circumstances that make the difference. Almost half of your happiness, my happiness, is in regards to daily choices. What do I say? What do I think? What do I do? From this point on, how will I more purposefully redeem the time from day to day? Walk in wisdom toward them that are outsiders, redeeming, Paul says, the time. That brings us back to Sing Sing Prison. Catherine Laws died unexpectedly. If her life was a witness, her death was legendary. Louis Laws went to be with his family. An assistant warden was left in charge. 
upon hearing about Catherine's death, the prison, these hardened criminals, murderers, robbers, violent men, cried like children. The day of the funeral, out in the prison yard, these men lined up at the fence and wept, looking out over the hill, knowing just a mile away, a funeral for a woman they came to know as a mother was about to take place. They would say of Catherine, she was like Jesus walking around in the prison yard. And now she was gone. The assistant warden looked at these men up against the fence. He did something unheard of. He looked at the guard and simply said, Open the gates. He looked at the prisoners and said, Come right back. A parade of felons then walked from the prison down the hill to pay respect to this person who redeemed the time for these outsiders. And then each one walked back, returned to the prison, and went to their cell. Redeem the time, Paul says. The days are evil. Redeem the, redeem the time. People are lonely. Redeem the time. People are lost. Redeem the time because one day we give an account for how we lived our daily life. May we make wise choice of how we choose intentionally to use every moment for Christ.